Oh my god. Bienvenue à cette merde. Bonsoir. Je suis votre inflexible romantique Eric Blood. Inflexible. That was the fucking translation for Die Hard. Like that was the most accurate translation for Die Hard that I could find. Oh. What about Die Hard Die Harder? <laughs> die Harder. Anyway, I'm Eric Blood. <laughs> that was entirely welcome back to it was murder i'm sorry i, I should have subtitled everything uh <laughs> with mm. the number one heart to heart podcast <laughs> that now talks about everything other than heart to heart mm. and i am your diehard romantic eric blood and i'm your devoted lover elenito and i'm the virgin voyager joe garber and tonight we test ellen's devotion <laughs> <laughs> With a piece of French cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Fail. Fail. Uh, we follow Kristen Scott Thomas, the lovely and talented Kristen Scott Thomas, all the way from Gosford Park to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> really far. Really far. Probably 100 miles. Um, I mean, she had to take a train. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, a couple, couple <laughs> that, hours. That train might have cost her 50 pounds. 50 pence. Uh, 50 pence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we watched Tell No One. Uh, the 2006 French mystery. Oh, yeah. Uh, starring Francois Clouset, who uh, we'll talk about what? probably a little bit in our Minute Maxes, where oh. we describe what happened Oof. to Francois. To Francois in this <sighs> film. <laughs> oh, my God. In this croissant. In this croissant. <laughs> C'est bon. <laughs> <laughs> with two francophiles and then whatever the opposite of a francophile and is. Ellen. I'm sorry, do not call me a francophile. I love the city of Paris. <laughs> the French jury is out. <laughs> oh. Okay, but isn't that city full of French people? Sure is, but you know what? Uh, Los Angeles is full of Americans, and I still love it here. Francophobe. Fair enough. <laughs> America, it's our problem. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're you're one hundred percent correct. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're not oh, here Lord, to talk about. Please don't let me be misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to talk about Tell No One, the movie set in France. <laughs> Directed by a French Fuck. guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the movie. Robert set Altman. In France. <laughs> Robert Altman. <laughs> Robert Altman. Um, so I don't know. I can't wait movie. for you to edit the shit out of this, Sarah. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm already okay. ecstatic with the time. I'm going to have to switch this intro. <laughs> Guillaume Canet. I don't know how to say this name either. Guillaume? Uh, Guillaume. Guillaume Canet. Canet. Guillaume Canet. I should know like, that. Like Robert Guillaume. Okay. Yay. Benson. I did the wheel. No, Benson. It landed on me. I'm supposed to start the minute man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Let me just think. One second. Okay. All right. 
we're in the French countryside right outside of Paris and there's a family who is all very happy and they have a child and there's like a family dinner happening and then t- the married couple goes to the uh, secret hidden lake and they are swimming naked to a dock in the middle of the night and they get in a little argument and she goes up on shore and then she screams and he tries to get to her but he gets hit in the face and falls in the water. Uh, <laughs> cut to eight. On, uh, eight on. <laughs> uh, he's a doctor still or something and then uh, the, he gets a weird email and it shows him a video of his wife going into a subway and then like all the shit breaks loose he's there's two people that are dug up in the forest where his wife died and she was killed by a serial killer but the serial killer never said that he killed her so he he thinks that she might still be alive uh which we find out that she is but uh she's in trouble with like the mob or something or some powerful guy because she killed his son because his son was raping little young women and so then the father was covering up the whole thing and that's the end <laughs> Maybe the best minute max we have ever had. <laughs> I feel like I got you, most of you the info. straight up got all of the movie. <laughs> I can't believe it came together as succinctly as it did. You were 100% correct about everything. <laughs> that illustrates like a less confused version of myself while watching it, which I think is great. Um, before. I do a not the best minute max <laughs> of the pod. Um, I want to tell you about a snippet of conversation I had a week or so ago. And someone I know was asking me about the pod. And he said, understandably, he's he said, oh, um, so do you uh, sit down and, and take notes and like, do you have kind of like this structure and this idea of what you're going to do? I mean, do you guys get together and talk about it beforehand and work <laughs> things out or whatever? <laughs> and I mean, I think, I mean, we know the answer to that, Yeah, yeah. but we I really wish I had a picture of the confused and maybe slightly <laughs> horrified look on his face when I was like, no, 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 we don't ever do that. No, no. no. I would have just said to him, uh, no, it's a podcast. <laughs> I know. It's I guess I just, this I'm is like, not Radio am Lab. I, am I learning podcast wrong? <laughs> Anyways. No, you're you're aces. <laughs> what if we did rehearse like every line? <laughs> like we had scripts. Ugh. We would wow. not do it. We would absolutely not do this. No, we we can barely get it together just to do the <laughs> dang thing. Well, imagine my disappointment as I'm staring down at my scripted minute map. <laughs> oh, no. Not allowed. It's only because it's entirely in French. Take it away, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to try something different and just close my eyes while I talk. Okay. Okay. I don't know why then suddenly I... That made me nervous. Okay. (laughs) Okay. What's it called? Okay. No, it's called tell no one. Tell everyone. (laughs) Tell no one. Or as I'm going to call it in my head and now in my voice on the pod, daddy is a baddie. French movie. 2006. Okay. So there's French people and they're weirdly American soul music is playing, which happens frequently. And they're just like smoking, smoking, smoking and laughing. And they're like, ha 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 jokes about smoking in front of children. Oh my God, we're smoking so fucking much. Smoke, 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 smoke. <laughs> then um, this, the two people have a Volvo and it's really awesome. And they go to the lake and they're, you know, it's like they're just in love and it's sexy and it's fun. And then, oh shit, something goes wrong. And 
the wife disappears and the man is hit in the face with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh my God. Eight years later, he is like Dr. Fucking amazing. Like, uh, ER height of ER success. Amazing. Like he's just the pediatrician, whatever. And it, I mean, it really just gets real Harlan Coben ish from there, as I understand it, according to the internet. And everyone is kind of messed up and weird. And there's a guy who's like a street thug named Bruno and that's kind of awesome. And they dress the guy in track pants, but ultimately um, the wife's not dead. You guys. And the dad is a terrible man. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Few male, few male. Yeah. Did you like my scripts? Fantastic. Yeah, I hope great. it did sense stilted the way I, I could was t- reading no, it. No, I could no. tell that you were word perfect on that. It was very, <laughs> very studied. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I wrote it on my word processor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That okay. was so bad. That was so bad. I'm sorry. Thank God Joe's here. <laughs> <laughs> we are in a judgment-free zone. Yeah. <laughs> and that includes the listeners. You can't judge us. It's yeah. impossible. Uh, just for when you rate us, see what happens. Stars and give us a good review on wherever you're listening. Okay, <laughs> tell no one. 2006. <laughs> okay, <laughs> French Dustin Hoffman's wife is yes. murdered, <laughs> and then <laughs> yes, then eight years after that, he gets a video of her entering a subway, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And the video says, "Don't tell anybody," and so he immediately tells. Everybody he knows. He tells everybody he knows. He goes to our link, Kristen Scott Thomas, and says, look at this fucking video. That's her. And she's like, I don't think that's her. I don't know. How do you know it's her? And uh, Kristen Scott Thomas is a lesbian restaurateur who has a very young wife, just like French Dustin Hoffman, who in flashbacks, we see him and his wife at the same age together. But then I guess she was put in cryo sleep for 15 years. Uh, before walking up to marry him. Anyway, she she worked at the center, which always means she worked with poor people, and she was uh, trying to avenge a boy that was being raped by this rich guy, and the rich guy she kills. Wow. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, he's French I... Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 100%. Okay. I, wish you hadn't, I wish you hadn't said that, and I can't believe that nobody shouted out the enormous... A Muppet-looking dog, like the oh, Nina, Nina. like the, <laughs> the reminding me of like Neverending Story or is it Dark Crystal? Like where oh, yeah. either, like, either the giant. It's uh, yeah, like it's that dog Falcor. No, it's the incredible. labyrinth. It's that creature oh, it from the labyrinth. The labyrinth. Well, or, oh, that's or what it is. Yeah. It's the Fraggle it. Rock dog. So, oh, yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, 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 I got my my uh, my fantasy puppet situation a little muddled there but yeah. you knew what i meant oh so yes thank you that oh, dog yeah. gets wrestled to the ground it's a safe a space too. but before that... we get too too far away from yeah Eric's that made me Max, i want to say les my favorite type of lesbian is a restaurateur and my favorite type of restaurateur <laughs> is lesbian i agree i agree i want to say that in the uh scene where they're at at the lesbian restaurateur's <laughs> restaurant that you can just call it the lesbian before... restaurant <laughs> okay the lesbian le restaurant lesbian okay so when the scene where she's meeting um her brother-in-law for lunch 
so that they can talk about this video that he wasn't supposed to show anybody, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so that she can smoke even more. Yeah. No, um, she she quit smoking. That's a whole big thing. Oh, is that? She She's constantly, she wants to smoke so badly and she quit smoking. That's why oh, she grabs the, his cigarette and says scene. it smells so good. Oh. Right. She runs across the street and like, that's how we know she's like losing her shit. Yes. Gotcha. So, but he smokes a lot. Everyone Super smokes. Super relatable, and by the way. <laughs> I know I'm not breaking any, any news to people about French people smoking, but I think it just felt so crazy. But so in that scene, like I'm kind of like zoning out and looking at it and this uh, server character walks by and I thought, those are the most 2006 jeans I've oh ever seen. God, yeah. And then incredibly like 20 <laughs> seconds later, there's a thing where Kristen Scott Thomas's character is completely staring at that server's ass in those yeah. jeans. And yeah. it, I was just like, wow, thanks. Cause I'm enjoying that part. So I guess I got distracted from how she was yeah. because the jeans were blowing my mind. Like those jeans were a time they machine. Are. Uh, a vortex. They're beautiful hip huggers. Eric and I were distracted to the scene because it's the same scene <laughs> that Carrie Bradshaw goes to see her, she sees her new husband or her new boyfriend's ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yeah, and they have the same chairs. I don't know. Those are like a special position designer chair <laughs> with the face on them. They're clear, like lucite chairs with the yeah. some celebrity's face. I can't remember who it is. It looks it's like a it's like a an illustration of an Asian woman. Mm. Uh when it's distorted in the oh, photo, it looks ceiling? like it looks like a Melda No, on the back of all the chairs. On the back of the chairs. Oh, but they should they filmed the ceiling of the restaurant. Oh, and I there didn't even is a catch painting it. on it. I didn't even catch that. Oh, hmm. that's hmm. what I was doing when when I was overwhelmed by all the smoking. <laughs> I wish I could say what restaurant it is, but I can't Google that quickly. I feel like we walked by it one night. Yeah, um, and I pointed up to it and said, "That's the is that the restaurant from Texas the City?" <laughs> and now I can say, "Is that the restaurant from Tell No One?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can feel more and all and the Sex in the City, <laughs> and all the French people will be like, "We." Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so we we You do, guys this dog is so cute. The dog is amazing. Nina the dog. I mean, yeah. I think the dog is like eight feet tall. I really didn't like the scene where they it the police the came dog. in and they wrestle it to the ground and then shoot it up with a dart. Yeah. I hated that moment. I, it was that made me very tense as I thought the dog was already getting kind of shit on. Yeah. When he's at the internet cafe and he leaves the dog outside he ties up the dog oh God, I was like I something, something horrible so is going to happen to that dog and he keeps looking I at it they keep like, doing shots of the dog this is our, our Americanness is showing I know but it's because the dog ends up being like a key for his alibi part of the yeah. story like mm -hmm. later about yeah so so and so's alibi blah 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 about Dr. Dr. Magic's alibi but um, but yeah I had the same thought and my other like thought was if something happens to the dog i'm just going to shut this shit off and yeah <laughs> just forget about it oh yeah there's there's no reason to kill a dog in your movie no every well, director why does wes anderson always want to punch dogs because wes anderson have them get hit by fire engines and stuff wes anderson yeah, I don't obviously know. hates dogs yeah he, he also just i think he hates all of the characters in his movies that's just but then he made is. isle of dogs yeah yeah 
which was which is about dogs being tortured. Yeah, it's like a hate dog fuck. Torture. Yeah, it's yeah. a real hate fuck. There's no if you're <laughs> working on a screenplay where a dog dies, just write another screenplay. There's no reason to kill dogs. Really, they didn't even kill Muffin in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Come on. Yeah, like we gotta right. can we gotta survive. learn. We gotta that's be better. A, that's the establishing. <laughs> be be better, people. So I want to just I want to just mention like I want to talk about the movie and kind of broad strokes oh God, yeah, to begin because this movie. is a, a mystery and we've already kind of kind of spoiled it although in a way that no one could possibly understand well, yeah um right <laughs> i think i contributed mightily to that so you're welcome everyone yes <laughs> uh so this it, this movie begins as ellen said you know big chill style uh <laughs> 60s soul music playing in a french backyard mm-hmm. a french Get, did they have candles strung from the house or something? Oh, they, sure. they, you know, whatever. Lighting. You Be- can't beautiful not. lighting yeah. in this backyard while they're smoking their dinner. Everyone's all and, happy. <laughs> and having a great time. <laughs> then they go they go naked swimming, extra French. Yeah. Um they, after naked swimming, they lay in the exact same pose that <laughs> that Billy Jean and her brother lay. Oh, <laughs> and the the legend of Billy Jean, which we just uh, watched. I was wondering if that was going to loop its way into this we'll podcast. Ta- we'll talk episode. about that later. Uh, but yes, there, it's it's super French. The movie's super French, and uh, then <laughs> murder happens, and it's it's very subtle. Like she she swims away, mm-hmm. she screams in the distance. He jumps into the lake, mm-hmm. swims to the edge, and then gets hit by a baseball bat, and blah blah blah. And then it's literally cut to eight years later. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is a very kind of dry slow mystery for a for an hour for one hour yeah and then at one hour it becomes <laughs> the most violent and frenetic action movie for 10 minutes yeah <laughs> 10 that, minutes um, yeah the fucking yeah. scene like starting with nina the dog la chienne uh, being wrestled to the ground and hit with a trank dart, mm-hmm. which is was I, I'm positive this was like they were play playing with a dog and then they shot it in a way to make it look <laughs> aggressive. But we, Joe know. and I, were both like like knees up to our chest, like what are they doing? Stop that! Oh it no, looked, same. I yeah. just like no, 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 not the dog again. Like why? Yeah, why? Yeah. But like, what the fuck? It's it. And this is the 2006ness of this movie, though. Like it is, it's it's a it's based on a book. Um, mm. It is it takes itself extremely seriously, which I appreciate. And then, yeah, the action. Like there were so many moments that we like winced. Yeah, totally. there's a scene where our our lead Francois falls on the ground. Like he just slips and falls. Kind of a random uh, mishap. It's and, so great. And the stuntman's yeah. head hits Ugh. this fucking concrete in a way that we all bounce. just went, <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Well, so, so right. So he's, he is running from the police and it is the most bananas uh, foot chase mm-hmm. craziness. He is running, running, running. Like he's in a dumpster with rats. I was like, oh no, don't hurt the rats. And then like he, <laughs> he definitely does. Guy, he slips and falls in a way that is kind of like spectacular. Yeah. In just it's it I was like, oh but there's he they run across four lanes of oh my God. speeding traffic. Like I just 
yeah, was causes losing like my a, shit, like that, a motorcycle goes, yeah, yeah, truck on the, on the that building. almost hits him, by. and that was so oh well done VFX wise. That scene amazing. was amazing. But when he and jumps out of the window accident. of his yeah. office, yes, uh-huh. so, right. So, so basically, he's getting all these phone calls, and it's like, oh, you better get out of it, or you better stay there, you better stay there, and so mm-hmm. of course he jumps arrested. out the window and yeah. runs. But in my head, the cops weren't there yet. And so, to my surprise, when he jumps out of his office window, which then I realize is on the second floor, uh-huh. lands on that van, oh my like God. rolls oh, over yeah. on the thing, and then looks up, and the cops are right there. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, it's oh on. My- and just yeah. run, 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 and it's yeah. incredible. And <laughs> So the way his body hit the uh, top of that van was, was aggressive. Not- oh my like, God, yeah, that was so the, violent. The French... Say what you will about the French. The stunt people. They they want their movies to feel like a visceral assault. Like they yeah. they always want their whether it's a comedy or a romance or anything. There is going to be something in a French movie that makes you fucking wince. Like yeah, it makes totally. you just <laughs> yeah. There were a lot of moments. Several in this movie that made me do that. Yeah. I think this is the <laughs> most serious piece of cinema we've watched on the podcast. I where... disagree. Really? I disagree. Gosford <laughs> Park. <laughs> no, I think this, in terms of like any humor or oh, okay. campiness, oh. there's basically none. It's very real and like not, there's not that much humor in it at all. It's, yeah any really oh French. which yeah which is this is not great but by the end of it i was laughing so hard oh yeah <laughs> like, really there were and okay i the things i were laughing at i guess were not supposed to be funny <laughs> but at that point perhaps i was just so busted by everything else like it's exactly as eric describes like it's kind of like blah de blah torpor ensues and then all of a sudden it's just like oh no the dog again and then then we're literally off to the races Mm -hmm. and then it is relentless and i think i just was got lightheaded yet not giddy and was just laughing there's a couple moments of just just filling some folks with bullets that Mm -hmm. i found hilarious just so much face punch yeah You've seen this before. When it yeah, came I out. saw it when it came out. Ellen, you've seen it before too? No, no. Oh, okay. It's the first time. Who chose this? I did. You did? Okay. Because you wanted to watch it again. <laughs> because I remember enjoying it, and I remembered that it's a mystery that Kristen Scott Thomas was in. Do, and so, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and then every rating, other but... detail of it, I had completely forgotten. Right. And I know why. Oh, and <laughs> I do have a very different opinion of it now than I did when I saw it. Oh, huh. the only thing you've said is that you enjoyed it. So, <laughs> oh, do we feel like this is the movie that the Safdie brothers watched and then made good time? Do you know that in the middle of that movie, it was after he fell on the concrete and hit his head. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> immediately IMDb the cinematographer and said, is this mm-hmm. the guy that shot good time? Yeah. And, uh, and uncut gems. Uncut gems. Uh-huh. It's not. It's so, so shockingly. Similar. It's not like so similar. The huh. the way the quality of the film yeah. they're using the close ups, the like the occasional close-ups. video footage, mm-hmm. uh, the like all of it mm-hmm. stylistically. The Safties are they obviously were like that's what we want to yep. do, but we want to do it a little more intense. Yeah, totally. But for me, the the other thing that makes that 
that foot chase scene so spectacular is the handheld camera work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just frenetic. And yeah. it's so good. Um, but the mm-hmm. film's cinematography got me right off the bat. No, not at the smokiest dinner scene in the world. <laughs> but um, the aerial shots of them driving yes. to Murder Lake mm. um, is just so terrific. There's just a moment that where the car passes uh, underneath the cover of trees, and it's just exquisite. Mm. And they revisit that at the end. So it's like this beautiful bookended kind of filmic moment where at the end, the there's uh, footage from the same road, and it's also just beautifully shot. Um, just this yeah. soothing, like loose, sinuous movement that mm-hmm. um, isn't quite happy, but it just kind of gives you that same comforting thing that you feel revisiting like a childhood space, mm-hmm. even if it's where you thought your wife got murdered. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. There are. Do we need to like go through this beat by beat? I be, I, My God! I, I I don't know that I can. I don't know that I want to. Um, uh, we can just we can do a quickie. Like, dude's wife was was murdered at the lake. He was knocked out, unconscious, knocked into the water, and he was in a coma for three days. But he was pulled out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight years later, he gets a video of his wife. Leaving a leaving a sub or entering a subway station and looking directly at the camera that is filming her and appearing to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Says tell no one. He tells everybody. Yeah. Uh, he then finds out that well, we find out that there are organized criminals who are also involved in this, and they are they are linked to his computer, mm-hmm. which is why he goes to an internet cafe. And gets the follow the next clue, which is another link uh, saying, "Go meet me at this park." Um, he then like the cop there. There's okay. Here's my big problem with <laughs> m- one of my major problems with this story. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they introduce the idea that there is a serial killer. There was a serial killer who killed women. Yeah. In France, and left a bunch of bodies of animals around the corpses, <laughs> uh-huh. and then that killer was caught and confessed to every murder except for this guy's wife. Mm-hmm. And then they find two more bodies. So I, the serial killer, I know this is weird, but I was also laughing, not uproariously, <laughs> but more than giggling, um, as I was revisiting in my head and on the screen the idea of a serial killer that doesn't just kill people and uh fuck up their faces with a box cutter cutter, um but also makes that extra effort that makes certain kinds of serial killers just so special which is to (laughs) just heap the ground surrounding your (laughs) box cutter cut up face uh unfortunate victim with dead cats and dogs and they mention that several times and then we see it yeah we have a few couple opportunities to see Uh, it yeah uh in various contexts and i just was thinking like who like i didn't you know i was hoping joe would google it up if i'm honest but i haven't googled up is there a serial killer that 
just liberally clings to his uh, childhood fixation with murdering neighbors' pets <laughs> and then m- he just heaps them up, scattered, like yeah. spread, just a, a weird, like ritualistic, uh, mounded I ring of dead animals. How do you, like, what? That's like, is it like a warm up? I, I started thinking about it, and I know that's not the point. But oh, I was no, like, I have an answer for you. Is the serial killer like warming up? You do? Do they do. say it and I just didn't hear it? Oh, no, 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 no. They didn't, oh, they didn't okay. say it. I thought for the... sure that big ass dog was going to end up dead. And I just oh, oh yeah, no. I was, we were worried about Nina. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, I can tell you exactly why. It's because the writers were yeah. idiots. Uh, they, the, oh. the writers of this were like, <laughs> what's the easiest, like, What's something that a serial killer might do? Oh, maybe this. Okay. Does it fit to the story at all? No. Eh, it doesn't well, really matter. It just needs to be a detail that we can reference over and over again. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, For a serial killer who has nothing to do with this story. No, it's because... Yeah, it's it's just a writing <laughs> technique for the cover of the dad actually being the... Or, like, the killer <laughs> to what? put the what? animals... I know. Sorry. Spoiler. God. But, like, it's that just... That was a good link. part, though. Like, they didn't need this serial killer angle, which was this is, just I, stupid This is to so me. funny, because I feel like well, this is the one time where you are both hung up on something that I'm just like, wait, no, it's just for the story. Otherwise, no, the story know, couldn't happen. It's uh, fine. Of course. <laughs> like, you're, you're, yeah. Well, no, but I don't think that that's... I don't think I'm, the serial no, killer not, element not, is necessary for the story, but I... I'm not saying the serial killer is not necessary. What I'm saying is that it's really funny to me yeah. that it's a serial killer that just like also is busy. Like I'm going to, I got to stretch out. I got to relax. I got to warm up uh-huh. to like, Oh, my box cutting hand. Yeah. Dynamic range of motion. And I'm going to practice on like 10 cats yeah. and like big ish dogs. Like these not lap dogs, like not cat sized dogs, but like, like, like big enough dogs where I'm like, Oh no, Oh no. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was funny. just like, that is, a weird element so i have no problem with the serial killer thing there within the story context because i'm too busy um i didn't really take notes this time but the notes that i do have are actually just a laundry list of all the terrible things that the dad uh did god Um, and it is long (laughs) (laughs) my issue with the serial killer is that within this story within this story the serial killer element is like if at the beginning of a movie you said there are aliens and aliens exist mm-hmm. and then the aliens have nothing to do with the story. Well, it's just a way for the cops to not to close the case. Yeah. To be like this serial killer did it the, clearly oh, animals these cops, these there's wonderful animals everywhere. <laughs> There's animals at this crime scene too. Clearly, the serial killer did it. It's his calling card. It was yeah. just an easy way to do that. So that's to, my like, problem is that it, it's closed. it was too easy. It's it too was easy. too much of it. Like maybe the book handles this a little better. Maybe the book actually. Maybe I'll the serial know. killer is yeah, in the book. I'm, I'll never know either because I I'm gonna tell <laughs> no one, <laughs> tell no one. <laughs> to read that book. Uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That it's just it this, this time watching it. First time I watched it, I really was like, "Oh yeah, no, I get it. It's it's yeah. a way to get to get this absurd plan that they did in in the moment, in the heat of the moment, to work." Yeah. And oh, how convenient! Right? It's just too easy. It's too easy, and it's simplistic. It is too easy, to me. but you're supposed it's to like, not think about it. It's not. It's not as good as like the. I'm sorry, but the the Swedish and the Norwegians do this thing way better than the french do (laughs) oh i I want to hear this Um, laundry list though i I do too (laughs) tell us about okay so all right so the dad 
So the crimes of the father mentioned is that I don't even remember the dad's name. I'll call him pair Margot's dad. Margot's dad. (laughs) Yeah. Margot's dad. So (laughs) (laughs) So Margot's dad, Jacques, her father, he is a police officer. He is a captain um, in the police force. And right off the bat, like, there's this tension between Dr. Magic and the parents because there's kind of a weird scene where he has gotten the video that he is telling everyone about. Um, and <laughs> he <laughs> does this thing that that everybody Tell criticizes everybody. him about where he goes and visits Margot's parents on the every anniversary year, yes. of her death. And so, yeah, every year. Really weird. And so the mom is kind of like she clearly has affection for him. But the dad, there's just something weird happening there. The dad like comes home from French golf. I don't know what he's (laughs) he's carrying some bag. I I don't know what he's doing because these (laughs) people do a lot like there's like horses and like. Yeah, you they know, live in the horse town. So, it, for, as far as I know, it's just a it's just horse a really tennis. big bag of cigarettes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's the cigarettes he didn't get through for the day. <laughs> so, so the dad is mysteriously tense, and you just can't, I just couldn't get a beat on it. Like what he's upset about, besides the obvious thing that his daughter's murdered by this. <laughs> serial killer and like the ex-husband just keeps showing up or whatever but so what we figure out about the dad like he's questioning him like about the iding the body he's like Mm -hmm. then has the audacity to grill her already hating on him dad with his giant bag of smokes um (laughs) about what her body his daughter's body looked like when he identified it when the body was eventually found however many meters away from the (laughs) dock at lake naked swimming Uh and so the dad gets upset and so then it's kind of like okay well i don't know what he was upset about before but now he's upset because it's so weird that french justin hoffman is grilling him about his wife's body yeah um so that's broken but anyways what we find out about the dad is that the dad so none of us None of us has mentioned uh, directly Mr. Novi Sr. Oh, yeah. Joe, no. you touched on Philippe Novi, mm-hmm. who is the son, yeah, the son that is is raping all of the kids indiscriminately at the center. and being found out. At the horse center. Yeah, at the yeah. center. No, the, yeah. the center where, where under pro- any movie, any TV show, if someone works <laughs> oh, at the center, center uh-huh. that means that they work with underprivileged children. Yeah, I, that is right. all that and means. Yeah. That's what a center is. The center. <laughs> but it also tells you two things about the character that works at the center. Yes. They're either someone with a heart of gold mm-hmm. or somebody that everyone thinks has a heart of gold, but mm-hmm. they are right. disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we have both of those things. Or do we? Are people layered in France? Yes, they are. Because her dad works for Mr. Novi Sr., who is super, super rich, who um, does all of these horsey things on the dad's horse farm. So Mm -hmm. Dr. Magic's dad owns a horse farm. Surprise. Mm -hmm. But anyways, they have this. We learn about Philippe, the dead son of the rich man, Mm -hmm. because they have this benefit that we see where it's in his honor. Like, oh, my son's dead. Let's do 
dressage or whatever. So <laughs> horse okay. jumping. But so ultimately, the dad, captain, police captain, dad. As good a reason as any. <laughs> police captain, dad. Like we go through all this crazy shit and people slipping and hitting their heads super hard and all the fucking things. And like that dog seems like it's very much in danger. And then ultimately, we find out that her dad, Margot's freaking dad, mm-hmm. he works for Mr. Novi. He works mm-hmm. for this man who is obviously like a criminal, like he's run running this whole organized crime thing, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, Dr. Magic's dad, who runs the horse stable, sees Philippe um, right after a little girl runs away, a girl from the center. Mm-hmm. She's a poor little blonde girl in France. She runs away and Dr. Magic's dad goes to report it. And so right off the bat, uh, Margot's dad takes like types up the report Mm -hmm. tries to talk the guy out of it types up the report takes it to mr novi and is like your son is a pedophile and right in front of him mr novi rips up the report and throws it in the trash right so we knew margo's dad is terrible um so then margo finds out the same thing about philippe and tells the dad the dad pretends that he goes there that margo's trying to set up philippe and that he kills Mm -hmm. philippe Because Philippe when, is dead. Yes. Because the, the whole thing's about the revenge. But French what has does. actually right. happened is is uh, Margot has killed Margot shoots it. Philippe. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that the dad does that's bad is the dad lies about it to the police to protect Margot. But then weirdly tells Dr. Magic that it happened, which was totally unnecessary, by the way. Okay. So he lets his daughter get the shit beat out of her in his lie. He says he shoots the pedophile he covers it up but in reality what he does is he goes there and margo has killed philippe fine and well he then proceeds to cover it up which he's very good at because he has worked for mr novi forever Mm -hmm. so it turns out that the dad sets up this whole thing he hires two thugs to stage this Mm -hmm. fake murder of his own daughter by a serial killer which he's doing to protect her from mr novi who he has totally worked for and like well he like, been all into all this time right mr novi already had hired yeah mm-hmm. yeah he mm-hmm. he rehires the thug so the he pays him more money he knows he's gonna hit dr magic in the face with a bat and potentially <laughs> kill him jesus he falls into thing he mm-hmm. <laughs> when the daughter comes to he tells his daughter that her husband is dead and she weirdly doesn't look it up for eight years or seven and three quarters um, years. Um, yeah. The yeah. dad... <laughs> Bit of a plot hole there. And shoots, shoots both the thugs at the scene in a way that is mm-hmm. hilarious. He just like drops them like stones, but then probably uses at least two more bullets on each one than he yeah. needs to. He yeah. just straight up like uh, confirms, kills them. Confirms and then the kill. He oh, tells, confirm kill. It's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He then goes into this elaborate description of yeah. how he fakes his daughter's death, which weirdly seemed like the least thought out part of his incredibly long, bizarre, <laughs> yeah. soulless career. At this um, point, I am cop. so glazed over with mm. with as is everyone listening to me talk yeah i mean my god really? i'm sorry like, you guys it's not tidy i was like oh this is yeah. what happened wow it's the first time so, you go through it yes yeah yeah so he's like now i need a body and yeah. then i find out that this junkie died 
And then he's there staging the scene. He's like, so I take the body like a <laughs> uh, hundred meters away and I put it there. And then he's like heaping the dead cats and dogs yeah. all over the place. <laughs> then he whips out the box cutter. Yeah, starts and, cutting like, her face. just goes berserk on her face. I'm glad face, they didn't show it's that. so gross. In my mind, I was like, I was wincing during that scene because he puts the box cutter right up to her face and you can see like the skin. And then I was like, don't show it. I know you're French, I know. but please I don't show it. Like <laughs> I, it, well, after seeing Francois Clouzet, uh hit his fucking head on things Ugh, over yeah, and yeah. over again, I was like, they're gonna yeah. show it. Yeah. But thank God they I, didn't. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um. But he, when he's, I mean, I'm just garbling the whole thing. Sorry, Joe. My list of like the dad thing clearly, like I, I diverged <laughs> off the list because it is so overwhelming. It's a lot, and we get all of that information. Almost at the very end of the film, yes, it happens within like five to ten, five minutes. Yes, it's like the dad yeah. suddenly is just like, "Guess what, everybody? Yep. I am very, very bad, and here are all of the bad things that I did." So I'm sorry, I'm like putting it out there, like I'm just like having a staccato freak out. <laughs> but I feel like the film gives you a staccato freak out, even though it's kind of like, "Oh, it kind of makes sense." But the thing that weirded mm-hmm. me out the most was like, why is the dad drinking? Just Gordon's gin. <laughs> glass after glass of Gordon's <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I oh, turned yeah. to Joe and I broke the I broke the rule yeah. and turned to Joe while we were watching. It was like Gordon's gin. Yeah. He's drinking a lot of Gordon's gin. Gordon's I'm sorry, if you are going to confess to murder and cover up and you know that you're gonna fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Spoiler and your alert. house is full of liquor. Yeah. You can see it. You're not going to drink Gordon's gin. Maybe Gordon's gin, gin is, is like favorite. $10 a bottle. That's Gordon's is the shit gin. It will not get you drunk enough to kill yourself. Oh, uh, to admit all your crimes and kill yourself. I'm pretty sure it would. But I'm sorry, but you would, if you're a gin person, you would definitely go a little a little higher up. But like the dad did all of these terrible things and then on top of that, mm-hmm. then we're also treated after the after the dad's like, here's my recital of how crazily horrible I am slash tying up all of these still kind of loose and maybe not very great so-called ends. We learn that there's this moment when they're listening in on the wire. So Dr. Magic is wearing a wire. Surprise, Mm -hmm. he's wearing a wire and he goes to set up bad dad because everybody else, I guess, figured out that the dad was bad, whatever. Mm. I totally missed the part where they figured out that it was the dad. So all of this was like, oh my God, why so much Gordon's gin? But so (laughs) he's sitting there and there's this moment where there are like 8,000 cops are Mm. in a room listening to this wire. So many cops are in there along with those two delightful other cops Mm -hmm. um, who I will call Mike and Ike. Delight. Mike and Ike. Let's let's put a pin in delightful. <laughs> well, they're delightful in hell. One of them they are, wrestled one a, of them has, a dog to the ground. And shot one of them <laughs> reminds me of uh, my boss when I worked at Borokini's Bakery, Ramo. Oh, Anyways, oh, which one? Um, yeah, but uh, the older one with glasses. Okay, the normal, the normal one who seems like a good cop. Um, so he, there's this moment where they're like. <laughs> And they're like, oh, something's happening with the wire, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. whatever. They don't really say that because they're just talking normal French. But <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. And Z-Y. so we find out later that the bad dad, because he knows and can do anything, seemingly, like mm-hmm. find a million dead dogs and cats in the spur <laughs> of the moment, he weirdly turns on the TV. He opens up the, the weird cabinet that his TV is in. Yeah. 
it's probably just a liquor cabinet, another liquor cabinet it's that the Gordon, stuff the TV into. The but Gordon he Hutch. Turns, <laughs> turns the TV onto snow and it's static. And he uses that to mask what he tells mm-hmm. Dr. Magic. Is that? And he yeah. tells him that his daughter killed Philippe. Not him, yeah. Not him. Which he didn't need and to do. And that is <laughs> so bad. That's when I was like, I hope Dr. Magic shoots him in the head right now. But I knew that was not going to happen because Wait. that character has to kill himself. Because he's holding know? a gun and drinking Gordon's yeah. gin. Yeah, yeah. He could kill himself. <laughs> Wait, why? That's the bad thing? Wait. Is, aren't the two oh, bad everything things he's the, done is bad. I don't care about the killing. Is, horrible. The, is it? But. I, the worst, two worst things are he tells the number one, he tells the daughter that the husband is dead. And he's like, I had to do that just to protect her or whatever. Right. He, and then he tells the Dr. Magic that she did it. Those are two <laughs> things that I think are extra, extra terrible. Well, the, yeah. The worst thing in my mind is him watching Mr. Nivo tear up the police report on the rapist. Well, yeah. I mean, that's bad. It, it's... I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's... Yeah. Oh, Ellen doesn't think that's bad. <laughs> okay, guys, let's let's not Which get is into not the same thing as me being for it. Okay? Please, let's not yeah. get into Don't this trick again. Me into also, like I'm pro life. Something Don't you not do that. Something you that is not true. Everybody, I am not. The one thing you didn't even mention is that he killed French Hoffman's dad. Oh yeah, he killed. He they went. Oh my god! No, that. Oh god! Yeah. Sorry, yeah. that is on my list. He so they went. <laughs> He, his it dad is the one who saw his dad yep. right here. Yeah. His dad is the one who saw the the young girl running away from this man who was yeah. buckling his belt back up. Uh, and then pl- filed the police report. Mr. Niveau was like, Oh, that guy can't live. And they took him on a hunting trip and murdered him. Yeah, he's like, and then he's all, Your dad didn't die in a hunting accident. Yeah. And it's just like <gasps> Yeah. But so right. I was like a little bit confused about that because the timeline skips and the timeline within the timeline skips a little bit during this yes, scene. And it's not done well. It's not done well. It's done very <laughs> poorly where the Mr. Nouveau's son is alive. Okay, so we were we learn that Mr. Nouveau's son is dead, and that's the reason that everything spiraled out and the and Margot's right. gone. Then we learn that he killed his dad before the Mr. Nouveau's son died got murdered. So it's like this timeline within a timeline that a story that he's telling out of order. Very fucking confusing, but he, yeah. So he basically, this dad character is very interesting in that I think he, you know, grew a conscience at some point when his daughter was the one who was at risk and in the, you know, he wouldn't have cared if it was just like some other woman that was going to get murdered by this rich guy who he was in the pocket of. Suddenly he grows a conscious and a conscience and like, realizes the things he's done are terrible i guess and then shoots himself in the head i don't, I don't think that he i don't, <laughs> I don't think, think that so. he grew a conscience think so? i think that he protected his daughter which is a natural instinct yeah. for anyone to do uh-huh. um i like like him covering up his daughter killing this rich guy of of a known like organized criminal mm-hmm. who is super rich i get in it horse like town, i'm France. not like that's all cool to me in a weird way like i'm totally fine with all that mess mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hire <laughs> two goons that I know to fake kill you, and then we're gonna just cut up a random body 
and we're gonna kill a bunch of dogs and cats and beat the shit out of your husband and then we're gonna, gonna beat the fuck out of your husband and then we're oops, going to mutilate the body of husband. an unfortunate junkie and the only reason he's telling them at the telling dr magic as which is my favorite name for him now uh the only reason he's telling dr magic is because everyone knows at this point like he's been found out right and but, the only thing he can do to still protect his daughter is to confess to the crime. And for whatever reason, he decides to tell Dr. Magic, actually, she did it. But, you know, I'm just such a good dad that I covered up for it. It's kind of like a total asshole, like double asshole. She should be the one to tell him. I think it is the worst thing that he does. It's double, do. double ass demnity. <laughs> but so because you, you think could, you could, you could say no. telling Margot that the husband is dead is a terrible thing to do. But he's right that if she thinks that, then she will leave. If she thinks he's still alive, she's she loves him. She yeah. would she would clearly the whole time Margot's coming up with different variations until she just loses her shit and like blows that Philippe dude away. Yeah. But like, oh, also the dad put Philippe in a dumpster, which seems, you know, fine in the context of Philippe, but also <laughs> is not not a super awesome thing to do, right? right. But so we're not even mentioning this whole thing about how it like Mr. What's his face? Novi, like this is about revenge. Like he wants to find when he realizes also that Margot is alive, all these goons are He's coming to, find her. Uh, to try and find her is really mm. the whole point. And, and there's this woman who like oh, the most my satanic God. Yes, pressure yes, points. Yes. Oh my lady. god! Whose name and was she Zach? Probably needs her own. <laughs> yeah, she probably needs her own show. Yeah. She is incredible. She's the best. This is that's okay. So she does this Klingon pressure point Vulcan <gasps> grab, on but her. all over your body. Oh, yeah, all yeah. different kinds of pressure. Not the Vulcan neck pinch. It's like yeah. the Vulcan stomach squeeze so, and the Vulcan yes. throat. Yeah, she Hulk. is. Amazing. She, he sees her outside his photographer friend's apartment. The photographer friend we haven't even mentioned yet. Who? No, the photo. She's, when he walks she's in, in the beginning, smoking, 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 smoking dinner smoking, smoking. party. And he walks in, and there's like a guy who looks like <laughs> Julian Casablanca in a rubber duck <laughs> behind a ornate frame. It's a wild scene. The, uh, He's asking her about Margot and duck? like her bruises that they found. But so, and then he sees this woman outside who is stunning looking like very strange alien alien boxer <laughs> looking person and turns out she's one of these hitmen that N Mr. Naveau has hired to find Margot I guess and they're just killing people <laughs> across the city yeah <laughs> so yeah I guess like, so like the things that get set off simultaneously are that uh Dr. Magic is alerted to the fact that his wife might be alive yeah as are via Yahoo, Nouveau's, via yeah, Yahoo or Alta Vista, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or <laughs> uh, no and, and the the Novis are also now uh, aware of this. Yeah. Um, but then, so the most affecting scene in the whole movie for me is when this character dies. When so he's Bruno is this guy that Doc, Mr. Dr. Magic Hoffman has helped out and so he's now helping him out when he's on the run with the police. But, but he's also he's like a thug. Yeah, he's a, a thug. He's, he's a gangster. Like a he lives gangster. outside the ring road of Paris. So Yeah, he lives in Montreuil. <laughs> yeah, Montreuil. Uh so he gets caught zip tied to the van and they're torturing him they're going to kill him obviously and then Bruno comes in and shoots everyone in that van. It, it, look, a guy reaches for a gun. This scene I thought was really well done, but the 
a most amazing part she gets shot and she goes into this like state and just starts walking away she, down the street she just tries to leave she's like, just she's, walking <laughs> away he asks who she's working for and then he goes to finish the job and then she chokes on her blood and falls down dead and yeah. I, that was incredible i thought that was such an amazing weird wild death for this character that was also very you know intimidating and bizarre mm -hmm. i thought that was great it it's a, that this is in this in the action sequence of the movie and the like during that 10 minutes of like yeah frenetic action <laughs> mm -hmm. that Just really doesn't stop like no. it's like as soon as the cops mm -hmm. are coming after him as soon as he jumps out of his window yeah everything goes like everything just gets turned up to 12 mm -hmm. and we have to sit in this awesome frenetic energy for, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. 10, 10 minutes, like 10 mm -hmm. to 15 minutes. And then the come down is real hard. It's a real, <laughs> it's a real bummer. But the, mm -hmm. the outfits are so much better when you let a uh, French gangster <laughs> dress you yes. and you're not dressed in Dr. Magic khakis. <laughs> but yeah. there was also, there um, were little details in the, in this time of the movie that I thought were so kind of amazing that, that felt almost better than the movie. Like when the, so there is the scene, that scene you were talking about, like mm. feels like it doesn't belong in this movie at all. Mm. Um, where the two, the two guys come in and shoot everyone that's holding Dr. Magic captive. Then Bruno takes him back to his house, takes Dr. Magic back to Bruno's place yeah. for safety. Mm -hmm. And there is this woman, this black woman sitting on the couch, smoking and crying the entire time. And I'm like, this is so heavy. Like what yeah. you're doing right now, showing all of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't feel like you earned it. Oh, really? I, <laughs> I think it's good. It was really good. Like, it was like, fuck, man. She's that was because she's Bruno... going through it today. Like, she knows that everything is about to crumble. Like, their whole lives, yeah. are, everyone's because life in that room is Bruno's about to go, go away. On the run but he killed it's, people. Yeah, it's because he's, he's, we see him packing a bag yeah. along with his his friend and mm -hmm. so yeah so the whole thing right so somebody mentioned so dr magic knows bruno through the clinic that he works at he helped his son he they, helped are, they son. are bonded because his son is a hemophiliac and so we meet that character and they they introduce us to that that bond and so bruno helps him and his friend is like why are we helping this guy like this mm -hmm. is nothing but trouble basically and he's like no, you don't understand. And yeah. he gives them that backstory. This is but all about what me, parents like, will do for their children. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the um, that character, like Bruno and his buddy and everything that happens the minute they help Dr. Magic, then I'm like, now I love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like those that character, their dynamic, those two fellas and so it is and the, hard the network when, of thugs yeah like yeah. the, oh, the guy great. that like just shoots his gun into the ground to, <laughs> yeah. to cause a distraction yeah. and then he just points oh, for yeah. the cops to run after nothing yeah it is uh, like the smoothest beautiful smoothest. again yeah. a better scene than the movie like i did someone else direct these that the action. 10 minutes like it's maybe he had a consult or something it just I don't know. doesn't fit it's like it doesn't fit with anything in the rest of the movie maybe the mm -hmm. safety brothers did it maybe they did <laughs> i don't know it's ugh. but it's like that part's so great mm -hmm. like yeah. the action all of it the characters the way that we 
like in a very short period of time for me, I felt such an affinity for those characters in their lives mm-hmm. and their honor among thieves and what that means and yeah. loyalty and all the things. Mm-hmm. But there is something like so bleak and totally like heartbreaking in a way like Eric's describing where it is disproportionate Mm -hmm. to the amount of time we've been allowed to spend with any of those characters. I mean, including Dr. Magic, like all those characters. And so we see um, in Bruno's apartment, his friends or family or both are playing video games. And it's this great scene um, with these characters, very brief, but Bruno's packing a bag. His friend has a bag. And they have to go. And clearly the woman is somebody's partner, maybe Bruno's, maybe his his friends. But that's it. And then we feel really profoundly like this imbalance when we see the way it's shot. Like we see that she's crying. Uh, there's a close up of her, the side of her face. And you can see the tear reflected yeah. in like the yeah. television. And it's and subtle. Then it's... we realize. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Magic is just sitting there. Yeah. Like yeah. Bruno and her share a look that makes me believe that yeah. not only is that Bruno's partner, but it's uh, the maybe the mother of his son. Mother of the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who clearly is the center of his universe. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's it's like it's it's heavy and it's weird. It's kind of like it's not quite, you know, the record scratch to end all record scratches, but it has it's not not that. Yeah, but no, it's weird. It, has, it makes you want. It makes me want more Bruno and his friend, mm-hmm. and more stuff with that. And I kind of like started to just deeply resent Doctor Magic at that point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's hard not to. He <laughs> fucked up that guy's life, but he didn't mean for that to happen. You know, it was like those people kidnapped him, and then thank God Bruno came and saved him. You know, well, but he did that. Re- but we should also say when when the gunfire erupts. It's unexpected. The friend yeah. shoots yeah. like they they both jump in to the to the van and all of the organized criminal torturers are in the back with Dr. Magic and they tell them to stop and they clearly aren't going to yeah. stop. The friend shoots and Bruno is clearly startled and freaked out and doesn't want to shoot. And mm-hmm. so when they end up just like unloading on these characters, yeah, it's it's that much worse because you know that mm. that neither one of those characters wanted to do that and yeah. that they know that now yeah. their lives are are changed forever and she also was trying to leave she was getting out of the van right she was running trying to just get out i think leave. she was just trying to run yeah and he shot mm-hmm. her in the back i i yeah the the ease with which she was leaving made me almost think that she was like hey we're <laughs> we're both mercenaries here just let me leave like, yeah. I'm just gonna go. Betty shot, and her. then no, no harm, no foul. Yeah, that's so brutal. <laughs> I just felt acutely that Bruno and his friend, like that was like next level. That I got the sense that they were always like waving guns around, but not yeah. actually killing people. And so yeah. that yeah. shift is jarring. And then you know, ah, oh, shit. I'm not yeah. gonna see Bruno and his friend anymore. But mm. at least they didn't kill them. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, that whole section is so great. That is what, <laughs> when I remember liking I this movie, yeah. I think that's what I remember totally. from liking this movie. That mm-hmm. section. Um, and it really is like he goes, that freeway that he runs across is mm-hmm. the ring road. Oh, of my Paris. God. The, the beltway. Yeah. Yeah. And like to get 
outside of that like you and i stayed outside of that and Mm -hmm. like even in the movie it was just like what are we in chicago now all of a sudden (laughs) it was like really wild the shift into like the underworld of paris which is just like really interesting and that market that he ran through was like right there too yeah yeah it's really interesting well uh i have i i took one note (laughs) was it your poke and it was meh Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? For the whole about the whole movie? How yeah. Dare you wow. Do. So I don't. I I am not. I'm no longer. If we're doing movies, I no longer am like taking notes during the movie unless it's something that yeah, that like much, I need right? to to write down because I'm gonna forget it. Uh, I mm-hmm. as, and it, particularly for mysteries, I need to be fully present because I want to like know what's going on and I want to I I want to I want it to be. Uh, I want to. I want them to tell me the story, and I want to be there while they're telling me the story. Mm. Um, so I don't take notes during movies. Uh, <laughs> wow. And this New one, rule. I just, I just took. I, I just wrote meh, <laughs> and then I wrote my my links. Wow. When did you write that note, though? What, what section? After. After the movie. Oh wow! Wow. Um, I yeah. So if you have notes, please uh, spill them forth. Mm. Otherwise, there were it's <laughs> some very strange music choices. I have a big problem with a lot of the music choices. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I, because that Lilac Wine, which I think is Beautiful Jeff Buckley. Song. It is Jeff Buckley. Love that song. I love it too, but I hate that they only used it for the scene where he is drinking too much. And there is a line in the song that says, I drink more than I want to drink. Right when he's drinking. Right I when hated, he's taking a drink. I hated <laughs> that That makes moment. me want to kill people when uh, when lazy music supervisors do that shit i hate that too hate like on the nose what about very much the with oh, or without you moment you too, too? i hate <laughs> you too i don't I hate you too hate. but i hated that moment it's just another another what? like this doesn't fit your tone no dude. i thought, like, it, was, this I is thought not it was a great use of that song i thought not it was a smart like kind of making fun of the moment use of that song. I, I wish thought they would have done Gloria or itself. if they would have done something from October. Really? Or, yeah. Like, or just some, like just something That's so funny. Cause I hate, I fucking hate that song and I fucking hate you too. So, or much. if they would have picked a song from 1995. <laughs> That's so funny. Which is what the, what the whole code, which was so thrown, right. Th- just tossed off. That the pa- the username concert. is the concert Olympia. and the yeah the, I thought it the was password so, is the, the is the date I thought it was so smart oh it's the date <laughs> so it's yeah. U two and nineteen ninety five yeah. and I'm like yeah. okay no I love the I lo- that's a great like clue but the clue song blah, blah blah but the song whatever <sighs> the song is from nineteen eighty eight or nineteen eighty nine I wanted them to pick something from nineteen ninety five or just do something a little more interesting were they trying to be I can't think of what you what was you two doing in 1995. I can't. Were they trying to be clever because it relates? Like, is it supposed to tie into the is the wife dead or not dead with or without? Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Or it was, that or it that was worse. the song. That <laughs> was the song they together. could afford. Like, well, that's the thing. Is like is a U two song is not cheap, and so yeah, I was exactly. also just kind of like, what's happening right now? But the music did not. The music didn't function well for me in this film, and that's definitely something that I am always. Yeah, the score was making me a little, a little, uh, like put off. I really, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt aware of itself 
that moment and then the Jeff Buckley moment. And then there was, I don't know what music was happening when the ring road scene was happening, but I, I wrote this music, LOL. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> what it was, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. You, you, obviously, you were laughing out loud. Yeah, I was laughing out loud. You, <laughs> might, you might have heard it. Whereas split screen to my house i was laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah you were actually i just can't explain it the lilac wine scene in particular too was so that scene was superfluous uh like the entirety of that scene was superfluous uh, the, just showing him getting drunk on the eighth anniversary of his wife's death yeah and then just thinking about their marriage juxtaposed with her cremation and that first. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I keep laughing. My main issue with this scene <gasps> and the movie in general, this is the first time we see the children kissing. Cut out the whole them knowing each other as children and the tree with the carving. Cut all of that out. The we tree I hated. It's so I hated unnecessary. The tree. And then use, I don't know, you can show how they met in a funny, funner way that's like, makes it endears us to them you more without showing i don't like, need to know children. how they met yeah i don't need to know also we just don't need to know that we need to know that they loved each other and then That's they were my wife yeah. do, you, do you think that in the first cut they dug into the age difference but the audience response to him like <laughs> french kissing a baby was not positive <laughs> that's what i <laughs> gross i i have one thing i have to read because it, my notepad is the list of the dad's bad things that I clearly <laughs> like went very far afield from, but it's overwhelming everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but because I do not uh, speak or understand French, we're watching this film with subtitles, right? I don't, maybe you guys, did you guys use subtitles? <laughs> we did. We no? <laughs> just okay. to be sure. Uh, did um, you, did you have the same issue with the subtitles that we did? The subtitles are delayed. Yes, and oh so yeah. that was challenging. Did and you watch it on Prime? I feel like I haven't seen that. I did. Yeah, but so there, <laughs> um, because I don't speak French, I'm sure there were many more hilarious moments. But when Doctor Magic's father discovers <laughs> Philippe Novi zipping up his pants after the girl runs after molesting this young girl from. The center. <laughs> um, the subtitles wanted me to know that what that man was saying was, You're scum. I'll make sure action's taken. <laughs> You're scum. I'll make sure action's taken. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't say if that is actually uh, the best translation. The delay was making me nuts. It was. Yeah, it definitely that added to like, the confusion of the movie. We tried to watch it on Canopy, and the resolution was bad, which is rare for Canopy. Canopy right. usually looks better than Prime. It was a bad transfer. The, in this situation, the Prime uh, video looked better. It looked great, which was nice because that was the cinematography was was the highlight of the film. I still don't know what sure. some characters were saying, and when they were talking, when they were speaking fast back and forth, it would be the opposite characters saying the lines. Based on the subtitles, yeah, yeah it was, so it was one line behind at, throughout the yeah. entire film. Yeah, yeah, um, that was annoying. Which, yeah, that was maybe that it could was, be fixed I, pretty wild. easily. I, I would seems think. like the easiest thing to fix. <laughs> yeah, you should just like slide it um, a little bit. <laughs> what did we think of our link of Kristen Scott Thomas's performance in the film? Not, not very much meat on that bone, honestly. 
I so that's a, another question I want to ask because so she her wife is a horse jumping person. Yes. I don't know what you call that. <laughs> She's she is she is Doctor Magic's sister. Yeah, and there are a bunch of people watching horse jumping. Do that many people watch horse jumping? I don't know. Okay. Anyways, yes. it's horse dancing. So <laughs> we find out that her wife Margot was beaten to fucking pulp by the by the bad son and she came to Kristen scott thomas's wife yes. and, can, and told her i got magic a, sister i got in a car wreck <laughs> don't tell magic doctor husband that i got in a car wreck i don't know like i'm on vacation i guess like, tr- i this i was this confused is, about no, how he didn't see her tell him that i was in tell him that we were in a car accident yes. together she says. Yeah. but but then he but don't show him these know, photos but then he was like seeing all these bruised photos and seemed to never you would like if you got bruised all over your whole body and your face was all cut up at some point during our lives together i think i would remember that after your death like so he seemed to not remember that she had been like brutalized in a car wreck at all and so the the wife knew margot had been beaten up or something or like knew more about it and and Kristen Scott Thomas confronts her and was like oh you didn't want to say anything because your horse jumping career would be over yes. so fuck you <laughs> and then she slaps Kristen Scott Thomas in the yeah. face and which yeah, is like their relationship is not the funnest no, no. It's like, even even within the context of the deeply unfun relationships in this movie yeah yeah even by French standards oh my god oh, that dinner party looked fun at the beginning but the, it was the like cigarette dinner the party. cigarette yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the smoking the dinner. jeton barbecue i would go to that yeah. but like Le i don't puff, know why puff. this you know how many times have i seen someone slap someone else in a movie and especially a french movie but this one i don't know why like that's just not a moment moment to slap somebody it's just, so i was thinking like have you two ever slapped anybody across the face i've never i've never helen have you ever slapped anybody across the face okay i'm gonna confess something right now to you guys i'm french oh my god amazing amazing (laughs) bounces bad don't do it but is it because you were covering up your daughter's murder (laughs) is that why you got was it just to protect your image of as a horse jumper were you cutting up animals to lay next to a dead body if i'm (laughs) honest i at that point, I was 15 liters of Gordon's gin into it, and it was all I could do to hold my cigarettes. To hold your gun and your cigarettes? Your yeah. Revolver. To hold my father's hunting rifle. The knob of your TV to cut out the wire that apparently if you put static on your TV, it stops a wire from working? Is that it's factual at loud. all? I guess just loud. It was like the, the updated version of when P.B. Herman tells... Uh, Dottie, that she's breaking up. <laughs> what, Dottie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't hear you. Uh, c'est le temps. Wait. Pork. <laughs> Pork. <laughs> it's time. Or oh, pick no. your Trick me with your friend. Dicks. <laughs> Am I a person? I guess we're starting with Joe. Okay. My first poke was Magic Doctor <laughs> French uh, Dustin Hoffman because he's very handsome. 
My next poke was like lawyer guy who shows up. DA. Is that who that was? The DA. Is that who that is? Oh, yeah. He's super handsome as well. But my final poke is the cop assistant guy who was like Jason Statham. So happy that you picked him. Yeah. Handsome. Yeah. Philippe. Philippe. Ouais. I mean, okay. Ellen. Any uh, sweaters or handbags that stood out? <laughs> the chairs and the restaurant. Volvos. It's the Volvo. <laughs> mm-hmm. The lake. The lake. The dock. <laughs> it's Murder Lake. The tree. No, it's the Volvo. Yeah. yeah. It made me nostalgic poke. for my beloved Volvo. <sighs> I've always loved Volvos. That's my next car. Uh, mine's Bruno. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Whoa. Bruno was very, very attractive and yeah. sweet. Joe? What? What do you rate this movie? I don't know. I really did like it a lot. I feel like I'm uh, the minority in that opinion, but I'm I really s- enjoyed I'm it. I'm thrilled that you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. Genuinely but thrilled. I will say, when we paused it for a second when we were watching it, I was like, whoa, we're only halfway yeah, through. We, we had to pause it at an hour. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, we still have like an hour to go. But that might be, I'm very busy with work right now. So that might be partially that where I'm just like counting the seconds and minutes of every hour. So I thought that the plot was pretty tight. You know, like there's obviously plot holes that we pointed out, but overall, I was kind of thrilled to finally learn what happened with the wife. I had no idea. And and I, even her being alive, I was kind of shocked because I was like, oh, the, but there was a body. And the entire, they show the entire family watching the body go into the um, crematorium drawer yeah. and get blasted with flamethrowers, which they show <laughs> to lilac the wine. Inside, to lilac wine. So I was pretty shocked at that revelation and the, the whole story of the dad and like a powerful criminal i don't know i i really liked it probably like eight or nine out of ten maybe eight what i your scale is so interesting to me oh yeah yeah it surprises me even (laughs) (laughs) ellen are you yay or nay um there are a handful of moments i think we touched upon that are yay for me um one of the things that's like very yay for me are a handful of actors that appear in this the ones that i am like just even just vaguely familiar with i really enjoy but nah but nah wow but for what reason nah um just because i i mean i can really get down with all kinds of thrillers but (laughs) um but admittedly i had to break this up across two days so maybe that that is Mm. kind of like my caution there and like you i'm kind of like having a moment of just a lot going on Mm -hmm. so i did wonder how i might have felt if i went to see this in the theater like i think i would be much more on board but Mm -hmm. i don't know how it would be if i was like you eric and this was a second viewing so Mm -hmm. um i enjoyed a lot of things about it Mm -hmm. but this moment i would just say like i it would not be like i i wouldn't caution somebody against it by any means but i think i don't know that i would that i need to see it again yeah except that part where he like just just triple taps those dudes in the field and it's super (laughs) funny right before he's like heaping up all the dogs like that's pretty funny (laughs) and i do like the dog yeah so yeah okay 
I get, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it's like a five. I'm going to say it's like a five or wow. six, um, wow. out of 10. Uh, huh. Damn. it's, I think that if you are, if you are desperate for a mystery, you could do worse. Um, it's, it's Jesus. 100% a mystery. Like, oh, yeah. it's definitely a mystery. It's, it's very confusing, <laughs> uh, in the way that great mysteries are. It's not a great mystery. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's confusing in that way. Uh, I here are my here's my caveat though. You've already it's been spoiled if you're listening to this, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're not going to give me all of the information to solve a mystery on my own, that's fine. You just have to make keep me engaged for the entirety of the time that you're telling me this story. And weirdly, this movie, the first hour, I am asleep. I'm just like, I, I don't care. I don't think the acting wow. is good. I think the music is a distraction. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so much of it is like a misfire. And then it turns into an act to one of the better action movies I've ever seen. Yeah. For 10, 10 to 15 minutes, uh, <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes. It's like better than the fugitive. And then, then the explanation happens and it's just, the way that it was done, I feel like is so confused that I, it does I don't feel satisfied when it's over. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's no real satisfaction for me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the hug at the tree at the end was just stupid. Really? I just I like, I like, <laughs> I, I just, it. it should have ended there. The wife being like, wa- like languidly walking through Paris in a black slip dress I with high heels and black sunglasses and a chignon. Like go fuck yourself. <laughs> like be in be in disguise. Like what are you doing? What but the fuck the are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm willing to forgive some things because it's like the style of it. See, if the movie was more stylized from start to finish, yeah, totally with mm-hmm. you. But it is. Yeah. Not, I never saw key lighting on anybody's eyes. I never saw mm-hmm. any. Like this shit is shot verite. <laughs> it's shot verite for the most part. So be verite. Yeah. Dig into that shit. You know what was a really stylish moment was. Very early on, when he's just being a doctor, we're eight years late after the murder of his mm-hmm. wife, and then he's walking out of the room, but the camera's focused on the computer, and a little email pops up. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. was like, that was I good. think from that moment, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, that's really fucking good. Where, good. And it's like, I, I think, so that little bit of style, I think I'll forgive mm. her just walking into that park. And also just like, there's... That's a major plot hole. Whereas, like, there's nothing stopping her from just calling him, calling his doctor's office, right? Unless she thinks the phone's going to be tapped by this powerful criminal. Or did when did she learn that he was still alive? Do we know? We and don't. why didn't she learn that he was still alive yeah. before? And much that. earlier. Where has she been? Maybe she Where did. Has and, she been? and yeah, that doesn't make well, any sense. These are these are the questions that ruin the movie for me when I when I'm like, well, and maybe the book. Maybe the book answers all of these questions. Maybe. I will never know. Um, unless someone who read it will tell me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to read that book. Right. I'm curious because clearly like this person is a mega best-selling author. Mm-hmm. And even if we just go by the net- Netflix standards, like <laughs> he has written 3,000 books. Yeah. So I guess I'm sort of curious. Like I just... Is yeah. anyone listening who's read any of these books or someone who, like me, 
is nodding off to the 8,000 adaptations <laughs> of these books on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Almost it's like a global similar, enterprise. Similar it, it is truly a global enterprise. And it is an American Harlan author. An yeah. Amer- the, he is from New Jersey. It's uh, like that military author who writes all those military books. Clancy. Yeah. Where I'm like, that's something I know nothing about. Don't give a shit about at all. But he has this huge <laughs> following that I would never have known about except for one video game that came out that I sort of played a little bit. It's like that. Yeah. It's a whole world that, and he's tapping a thing that's sort of the erotic thriller mystery. That's what this sort of fits into. I just thought it was a pretty succinct little mystery. I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a fine movie yeah like i think i think if it's your first time watching it you're gonna enjoy it yeah if you're if you can if you can deal with it like mm. it's it's two hours and 10 minutes it's not that crazy it's shorter than every marvel movie there's a great um, action movie in the middle of it there is an amazing action movie in the <laughs> middle of it um yeah i think it's like i think it's worth a look if you like mysteries um because for me, it's like even even a kind of bad mystery is pretty good. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. But it is a five or six. <laughs> I think I'm also relieved that we have a little bit more air to breathe in our mystery. Where we, the last couple of things we've watched have been just like continuous information slamming into your billion face. <laughs> characters happening within the scope of ten minutes, where it's like and so much backstory and so many little relationships that are happening, where it's like we have a little bit more room to breathe than this, and time kind to of until things. up until the end when the dad is like drunk on Gordon's and just telling you like yeah. twelve episodes of television <laughs> worth of information. But I like that too because I was creeped out because I didn't still didn't know what was happening at that okay. point. Okay, well, it was the, like yeah, kind no, of surprising. That's... And I was like, the dad's just gonna kill him for some reason that I don't know. Like the dad's the villain somehow. But okay, um, my my rating for this now is if it's first time viewing, it's it's an eight. If it's second time viewing, it's a five. Okay, yeah, I just want to watch uh, that's... it again. <laughs> I mean, I never would. <laughs> that's what it is. All the right, thing that hot... soured me the most is that makeout session with those two kids. Don't uh, just I... cut yeah. that out. Cut it out. It's disgusting and weird yeah. and awkward. Not cute. So, Joe, are you saying if you were uh, on set, you would stop production <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> announce, I'll make sure action is taken yeah i will make sure action is taken it's disgusting yeah i would push that i would kick them into i'd jump kick them into Slap that them in lake. the face uh so yeah. it's links times hot links time starting hot with links. Joe. Oh, oh really mm-hmm. fuck okay all right <laughs> this is a wild one i will be very transparent and say i totally forgot to pick a link until 10 minutes before we recorded but i was fascinated with i think you pronounce her name Michaela Fisher. It's like M-I-K-A apostrophe oh, yeah, E-L-A yeah. Fisher. Uh, she was the boxer Zach. Zach, who had the Vulcan death grip and <laughs> murdered yeah. everybody. She's the, she was the badass. The murderous model. She's also, yeah, like fashion model, obviously. She's in the fashion world and is a bespoke tailor herself, but in Ooh. 2021, she I think directed a movie called Pure Air of the Mountain for all and none and so that's my choice (laughs) to watch Uh. this and the reason i chose (laughs) this choice i don't know if this is like because i've been googling or whatever but i scrolled down there was an abba zabba 
uh, <laughs> ad on the page with this movie, which obviously <laughs> is because Eric and I have been talking about Abba Zabba with a friend, and we were like, what would it cost to buy the Abba Zabba yeah, to buy the company? company. <laughs> for, like, would it be like 10 grand? And I'm one of... I think I'm one of like 400 followers of Abba Zabba on Instagram and I comment on it every time I see anything that they make. So that was just like, this is the movie you should choose for your hot link. I don't know if it's a good one. I have no idea what it's about. The tagline is like two people with opposite personalities meet. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm doing a weird one. Okay. Going real weird. Um, well... I can't remember anybody's name suddenly. Oh, wait, I do. Uh, Marie-José, right? Uh, who plays, right? Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Marie-José. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> Looking for links, of course, she is an award-winning actress. She is in a movie that I really like, but that I could not stretch to, like I could not pull it in all the directions to make it uh, encompass mystery, thriller, or spooky. But she's in Maelstrom. Mm. The Do you know the... Sorry, I'm clearly... I just had some cocoa, but I'm so tired. Mm. Um, the Denis Villeneuve uh, film with the talking fish. Ooh. Eric, oh, tell me you've seen I that. haven't seen that one. <laughs> I love Denis that. Villeneuve, we do love him. Who, yeah, who I really like that person's work. I love Polytechnique is like a super fave of mine. But anyways, um, Maelstrom, it doesn't really fit. And because I'm always calling Joe out on that, I feel like <laughs> I it's so weird that I recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna watch it now anyway, great just because you recommend this. <laughs> she's great in it. I mean. It might be something, it might be like the tell no one effect where if I watched it now, I'd be like, what the shit? <laughs> what, but, what did I But do? she is, is indisputably great in it. Um, but despite my deep desire to also pull another situation like that, because of course, so many of these people are on Call My Agent, which is just a super fave show of mine, French show. But aha. I love uh, Natalie Bai because Natalie Bai is um, in The Return of Martin Gare, which I also love but couldn't get to really fit into it, but which I also recommend. Okay, here we are. Poirot, season 12, episode 3, Natalie Bai is in Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) Wait, from what year? The newest one. 2010. Okay. David Suchet, Poirot. That's great. I like that because it'll get us, it definitely will get us back into out of France. It'll get us out of France. Um, so uh, I chose first our leading man, Francois Clouzet, mm-hmm. in Robert Altman's Pret a Porter. Oh my God. What the shit? Which is the one I chose last time. Yeah. So I chose that. that. Yep. And mm. as we know, Robert Altman will give us link after link. Uh, but if we if we are feeling weird about doing another Altman this this soon, uh, I also selected Marie Jose Croz in The Hunger the Series season two <gasps> episode one, hosted by David Bowie. Whoa. Oh my God! Can we the just Hunger? do that? Uh, Can we please? It's just on do that? Freebie. 
it's like it's it's totally available to us i have never heard of this show <laughs> yeah what uh, is that show i don't it's a is it's, it I mean, is it an erotic anthology horror series? Oh gosh! Whoa! Mm, that I'm sounds so amazing. Conflicted. <laughs> so I know. I was. I'm, I know. Miss Anti Poke. <laughs> if we are just really getting into cremation scenes, of course, that's what I think of when I think of oh, the, the hunger. hunger. The hunger. Um, one of my favorites. Truly, yeah. Beautiful um, movie. Okay. As I was. I I think. Sorry, I think that my Poirot thing also brings us like it's just how much Agatha Christie can the world bear and how many times <laughs> am I going to be the person that like drops it at the doorstep. So <laughs> I I feel like, I don't know, I kind of want to recuse myself. I feel like I want to recuse myself too. I don't, I just like, I don't know. Do we just want to do the hunger? Well, okay. Another, or do you want to do <laughs> in, my, in my research to pick oh, another I link. I love Predaporte, although it's not the best Altman. I it's was trying like, to get away from actors a little I bit too. Shot. I wanted to get to a little bit more crew. And Hervé Deleuze, who edited Tell No One, which obviously was incredible editing. Yeah, did the work. Uh, also edited Bitter Moon. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> which was one Please of my choices last Please stop fucking trying to make time. us watch Bitter Moon. <laughs> I I don't know. I love it that that we're like totally fine with doing Rosemary's Baby, but Bitter Moon. mm. We will not. (laughs) Problem. Uh, (laughs) For me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a timeline. (laughs) So yeah, we no, we are we're both in the same place. You've (laughs) both never seen your your pick. I've never seen an episode of The Hunger. The the Hunger. The the series. The series. (laughs) I'm. Let's do that. Let's do it because. I want to watch something that none of us have seen before. Okay. I think it's time in the podcast where we all are the Virgin Voyagers. Sweet. So. Uh, uh, don't call me that. Ever. <laughs> Welcome me... to my world, Helen. <laughs> nope. Welcome to my corner. <laughs> let me make sure that I didn't fuck up my choice. You just uh, made that up. Out of no, head. I didn't make it. I didn't make it up. So <laughs> I gave it Bowie. <laughs> right. You're like, what would be? <laughs> yeah. What would be the coolest thing? Hosted by David Bowie. I'm going to say that about everything now. Um, I picked Natalie by in Poirot season 12, episode three, hosted by David Bowie. Hosted by David Bowie. <laughs> and also that short, that short film that I came up with is hosted by David Bowie. <laughs> hosted by David Bowie. Yeah. Everything is hosted by David Bowie. <laughs> It turns out that Marie Jose Close is not in season two, episode one, hosted by David Bowie of The Hunger. <laughs> she is in two episodes of season one of The Hunger. Not hosted by David Bowie. No, but hosted by Terrence Stamp. <laughs> so I'm oh still my God, I love I'm Terrence still choosing Stamp. this. Oh God, and here's I love here's the Stamp. choice. So this we are gonna oh. need the wheel. We are gonna need the wheel. Okay. I'll watch another <laughs> ad. Uh, there, oh. she's in an episode called I'm Dangerous Tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and an episode called brilliant. A Matter of Style. These are both from 1997. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and this is the, <laughs> this is the wife. This of... is, this is, yes, this is Margot. Oh, this is Margot. Margo. Okay. The wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was 2003 of of our... Best Actress Award from Cannes. Oh, really? Oh, for Barbarian? Yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, Barbarian, yeah. Bar- barbarian. Which two of the actresses in Tell No One are in. Yeah. Okay, which one are we doing, Joe? Okay, I'm going to... Uh, so, I don't know what they were called, but Style There's, or I'm Dangerous, I'm dangerous. Tonight or A Matter of Style. Okay. 
I'm rolling. I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous tonight. Season I just one. I want to watch the hit so bad. <laughs> Season one, episode 11 of the Hunger series. The Hunger series. Okay. Which is Season... on Freebie, which means that it's free, I think. Freebie. Season one, episode what? Episode 11. Not hosted by David Bowie. Correct. Hosted by Terrence Stamp. Okay. Um, and do you want to hear the, uh, <laughs> the plot description? <laughs> I don't know. Do I? A Paris fashion designer makes a beautiful red dress out of fabric left behind by a demon. The, <laughs> the dress casts a spell over anyone who sees it. Unfortunately, it is also cursed. Oh, it sounds Ooh, like fabric. Friday the 13th, the series vibes. It's 100% so Friday the 13th, the series. Or fabric. Remember that Or movie? in fabric, yes. In fabric. Which was delightful. Yeah. Um, great. Our- are we just are we just actually supposed to do a podcast that is just hu- the hunger of the series? Maybe uh, we're gonna find out. Yeah, I All mean, right. also in in that same vein, I would happily do a podcast on Friday the Thirteenth the series, which I own the DVDs. Me of. too. I feel and like which we... I love, Roby. <laughs> Roby. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you're going to watch uh, The Hunger along with us because this will be one where none of us have ever seen this. Episode this is a thing. first. This is a, a, an It Was Murder first. It really is. Uh, <laughs> again, it's on freebie. It's also on Prime for 99 cents if you want to spend a buck. Uh, and I guarantee if you Google The Hunger, a matter, what, I'm da- uh, the hunger I'm Dangerous Tonight. You'll it'll come up on like Daily Motion or something. I'm like dangerous that. tonight. How long are these episodes? And apologies in advance for destroying your algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's two and a half hour. No, I'm kidding. It's a it's what? Tw- it's twenty seven minutes. <laughs> oh god. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Please uh rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. Give us five stars. Please write something nice. It makes us Feel good, and it helps us grow the podcast. It's a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Instagram at It Was Murder Pod. You can follow us on Twitter still at It Was Murder Pod. Um, email us at It Was Murder Pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the links. Let us know if you have suggestions for future things. If you hear us, <laughs> uh, if you hear us on Friday talking about the next thing we're doing, you can skip ahead to their that IMDb page and tell us what you think we should do next. I am that would be interesting to me for uh, a random sure. a rando link thrown in here or there. Right. Spoiler um, alert: the thing we're going to do next is a Friday the Thirteenth the series podcast, <laughs> which I <laughs> love. I I love that show. Roby. Yes, Roby. Sarah Polly is in that as well. Uh there's there's all kinds of oh, people man. in it. Um what else? Jenny and Bill. Oh yeah. Major apologies. We didn't get Sorry, to hang out with you this you. weekend. Yet again, the universe is fighting against us actually being the in the same powers. room. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but I hope you had a great time in LA. Uh that's it. No more. That's Nina it. Nina wanted me to say goodnight, freeway. <laughs> Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. And good night, Nina. <laughs> good night, Nina. Good night, Tranquil. Frank Dart, your fucking side. She's going to sleep great. Oh. <laughs>